Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Ben Ayton. Um, we're here to discuss Watford's 0-0 draw at home to Vicarage Road uh, against Plymouth Argyle yesterday. Um, I hope you enjoyed our opening titles as well. It's a new thing we're putting together as well, just make us a little bit different to everyone else who's a Watford podcast or YouTube channel. And that's uh, just something a little bit different from us and us having our own little stamp and that. Um, so um, I popped together a little video early and the theme choose actually what me and Mike chose at the very start of putting together the voices of Vic. Um, so that'll be back now as well. And you'll be able to hear that if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and bits and pieces. Um, but I'm delighted to say that I've been um, being joined by Cameron tonight and also Joe. Um, and firstly, massive congratulations to Mike Duffy, who completed the 10K Sully Hole um, run earlier on today. Um, he celebrated in Mike Duffy fashion by having a pint in the Weatherspoons pub. Um, so well done, Mike. Congratulations on that. Fully well deserved. Um, yeah, rather you than me. Um, it's a fair play to you. I think you did it in an hour and 26 minutes. Let me know if that's right or wrong. But yeah, well done, mate. But yeah, I like to say I'm with Cameron and Joe. Cameron, how are you doing? Are you, you surprised your brother actually completed that? Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been putting in the work, fair play to him. But like you said, better him than me. Um, the getting a pint part, definitely, I could do that. The 10K bit, <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, I'm good. Feeling hyped after that um, that little pre-match video. I hadn't watched it earlier, so that's good stuff. Oh, that's decent. Now, I wonder why you didn't give me any feedback on it earlier, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Um, Joe, how are you doing, mate? You're good. You was in hospitality at Vicarage Road yesterday after one, winning a competition on Instagram. How, how was that experience for a, from a normal match day at Vicarage Road? You know what? I was totally blown away by how good the, the service and the, the meal the whole experience was superb. Um, yeah, full full drinks package, full food package. Um, and yeah, looked after all day. It was really great. And I just have to say as well, because I promised him I would give him a shout out on the table. I was on a table with a guy called, um, a little boy called Seb yesterday and his dad, Gary. 
they were both phenomenal all day and made the day totally worthwhile so thank you very much guys hope you're listening Fantastic. And I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Um, so, yeah, we'll jump straight into it then. Um, so the team news for Watford versus Plymouth Argyle was Watford actually made two changes to the side. They lost to Stephen Borough on penalties um, during midweek. Daniel Batman came in for Ben Hamer and then Ryan Andrews came in to replace the injured Jeremy Ngakia. I mean, Ngakia picked up an injury after five minutes at um, Stevenage. It was a bit of a heavy challenge. Um, so he tried to run it off for about 10, 15 minutes, but he was clearly struggling. Um, so he didn't pass the fitness test and he was um, admitted from the side. And Ryan Andrews got his first championship start of the season. Um, so the team was Daniel Batman and Gale, um, James Morris, Wesley Hoot, Ryan Porteous, Ryan Andrews, Francisco Serialto, Tom Deli Bastru, Imram Loser, uh, Matthias Martins, Ken Semmer, and Vacuum Bio up top. Um, Cameron, is is that the starting lineup you probably would have gone with? Yeah, I think so. I I would have preferred Ngakia, but if he's not available, then there's no reason to, you know, push him while he's got a little knock. Um, did want to see a few of the newer lads that haven't been involved, you know, make their way to the bench, like um, Jamal Lewis and Tom Ince. But again, if they're not ready, no need to rush them. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, Joe, what what did you make of a starting lineup? And like in particular, the bench really. The bench is very strong at the moment, isn't it? And you you know you can probably change it coming off the bench. But would you maybe expecting maybe um, Chuck Vedetsky to come in to to get his first start after impression against um, QPR last weekend? Um, no. Well, from what I obviously he was left out. I was surprised he didn't obviously start on Tuesday, but they said there was a minor knock, so. Um, on that basis, in probably starting on the bench was probably the right decision yesterday. Um, but no, I think that the, the lineup was probably the right starting eleven yesterday. Um, I would have maybe, have, I'm a bit surprised Kone's still not coming. To be fair, I'd have liked to have seen Kone start yesterday. Um, but yeah, he did. All right. I was really impressed actually when he came on range of passing and ball awareness. Yeah, Not no, again. He did make an impact into that side. Um, so we'll, we'll go into the, the, the match in itself now. Before we go into maybe the details of it, can we, we came away with a point at home to Plymouth our goal. Let's let's talk about the positives and maybe the negatives of it before we actually talk about maybe the, the match action. What would you say was maybe the, the positives to take out of a, a nil-nil at home to Plymouth our goal? Yeah, Plymouth are a much better side than QPR. They're much more organised. They showed that. But equally, you know, we we looked as well drilled and as, you know, positive as we did against QPR. Uh, so it was nice to see that style of play carry over, you know. It wasn't just because we were playing against an awful team that we looked so good. Um, yeah, definitely good to see that. Particularly for me, it was good to see James Morris play well again. I have my doubts about him. I, I didn't rate him at all last season, but he he looks very, very comfortable so far. And it, it's good to see, you know, he seems to improve every week in that sort of left-back midfield role. It does feel like a midfield role sometimes, especially when we're taking those goal kicks and they're both in the centre. Um, yeah. It's interesting to watch. Um, Joe, what, what was your positives to take out of the, the, the game yesterday and the result? 
Um, I thought the fact that we created so many chances and we looked very comfortable in passing the ball yesterday, I was very impressed with how we moved the ball, how quickly we moved the ball. Um, I thought um, us getting to the second balls yesterday was was very good. We we were wanting to um, scoop up any loose passes and, and, and things. I thought we did very well. Um, just my only sort of concern was that the fact that the keeper didn't make too many saves yesterday while we had loads of chances the, the keeper didn't yet again i'm finding myself coming away from vicarage road saying the keeper didn't make have to make any worldly saves you know so but we created a lot of chances and that was a positive thing for me 20 chances yeah, yesterday in total i believe yeah, for, for me, I, I felt we, we, we did everything right apart from in that final third, really. It was just that final ball into a box. just wasn't ruthless enough in, in, in the penalty box as well. And the amount of times the ball fell loose in that six-yard box, but we couldn't just get anything onto the end of it. Like a toe or something would have like seen the ball cross the line. It was just it was frustrating to see. But positives for me, same as you two, is it's creating all those chances. Like, I think we created about 20 or chances yesterday, but we just didn't work the keeper enough for me. And and also another positive is it's actually enjoyable watching this Watford football team again. I've not enjoyed the last couple of season. And it, um, Valerie Ishmael's only been at the club for what, about eight, nine weeks now. And you can see that style of play now, Cam, can't you? Watford's actually got an identity now. You know what Watford's going to turn up. You know how Watford are going to play. And it's exciting. Yeah, and I, I love how much depth there is to it. You know, there's a lot going on on the whole pitch. There's, um, you know, patterns down the left, down the right, up front. Every single player knows their role and they know it to perfection. And it's a surprise to me, really, because obviously, you know, we've been served up utter shit for about three years. But to uh, to see, you know, that level of understanding after... I mean, after one game and then to keep it up in two games. I mean, we, yeah, I'm thrilled by what we've seen from Valerian Ishmael so far. Yeah, and Joey, it's like at the, at the end of the game, like the Watford fans got clapped off. I think that's a sign of appreciation from the fans now going, OK, we're seeing the effort on the pitch. You might not have won the game or, or scored the goals today, but we can appreciate what you're going. Is this the fans getting behind the team now and actually can see? where Ishmael wants to take us. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the fans are appreciating the fact that the players are actually putting in a bit of effort. And while we didn't score yesterday, they did try the hardest. Yes, things didn't come off, but I actually was just impressed, like I say, just to see a team playing together as a team. Um, mm. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, the fact they were playing together as, um, uh, as, a, as a unit, um, I tell you, in particular, you said about Morris uh, Cam yesterday. I thought Morris and Martins down that left side yesterday were phenomenal yeah. together. It was really impressive, and you know, it, it just what is really refreshing to see is that Martins was really disappointed yesterday when he came off, um, and that's what you want to see: is your players disappointed coming off, not wanting to just get on the bench and not care. He really cared and wanted to stay on and try and score yesterday. And I think the, the the attitude among the team now has completely changed from from what it's been in previous years. Yeah, and let's let's talk about little topics from the actual game now, and we'll, we'll touch upon the two people that you've just mentioned there, Joe. 
Cam, we, I think it's we've got to pinch ourselves a little bit and like bring us back down to earth when we talk about our fullbacks. Obviously, we know Jamal Lewis is going to be the starting left back when he's probably up to up to full fitness. And Gakia got the start and start of the season, but the understudies who came in and have done a good job, we've got to remember Ryan Andrews is eighteen, James Morris is twenty one. And they're performing like the way they are in the championship against good opposition. It just shows the, the depth we've got in those areas as well. But is it reassuring to see that we've actually got those youngsters to rely on? And we, not just to rely on, they could probably end up being starters towards the end of the season if they carry on this form, maybe. Look, a year ago, we had Ken Semmer at left wing back and Hassan Kamara at right wing back. So, definitely refreshing to see that we we've got that all sorted and we've done it on on cheap as well you know they're both free of morris not quite from our academy but not far off it and andrews you know it's lovely to see an academy lad come through and do so well i i find myself um going to criticize andrews you know when he maybe doesn't get the final ball right or there are a few shaky moments at the back for him with that high line but then I realised he's just a kid and he's playing incredibly well. There will be a few little wobbles for him, but he he looks like a comfortable championship defender and he does contribute on the attack. And the same goes for Morris. Definitely. I, I, from when they came in last season, um, Joe, you can see that in game pro- uh, their game improving, especially James Morris, I'd say. I've been massively impressed with him. Um, and I think maybe he's gone under the radar because everyone's all focusing on Ryan Andrews. Uh, he does deserve the plaudits. But I, I think James Morris has been up there as well. Maybe, I think yesterday, I think he was maybe a bit better than um, Ryan Andrews. H- how do you think about it? Uh, yeah, do you know what? While, while Morris was really good and I was really impressed with him going forward, there was a couple of times where the ball where Plymouth were coming forward and he I found him a little bit out of position. Like there was a couple of times where he was like central um in the middle of the pitch, um, which was a little bit frustrating. But he he soon got back into position. But yeah, I, I'm really impressed with Morris. I really like him. He's he's a starter for me. Um it's gonna to be tough for him when Jamal Lewis comes back because I think Lewis is gonna come straight in, isn't he? I mean that's gonna be the obvious switch. But if there's a way that both of them can get in the team, I think that left side could be quite interesting um, for, for us if they can both get in the side. Yeah, we'll move on to Matthias Martins now because I, w- I want to speak about him a little bit. Um, Cam, I've been really impressed with him since, um, well, the start of the season, pre-season as well. He, he's looked good. He's looked really lively, actually. Do you put that down to maybe him being more used to the league now? Or that he's maybe got a, a point to prove after last season. He only played six cha- championship games and then he was frozen out by Chris Wilder. Or would you put it down to Valerie Ishmael, giving him that belief, fitting him into a system that maybe actually suits him a bit more than what he was used to last season? He does have a point to prove, but I'm putting it solely down to Valerian Ishmael. I mean, credit to the player as well. But... If you look, you know, there's always room for our wingers. Um, Mateus Martins in particular, you know, Wesley Hoot feeding him the whole game. That's perfect for him. And if you contrast it with Ishmael Assar last season, 
you know, we're sort of always cramming the ball down the wing and we're not really making any kind of, you know, energetic movements or anything to create space. There's no way a winger can thrive in all that. Contrast with now, there's movement all over the pitch and Mateus Martins is just thriving on it. And when he gets the ball, he knows exactly what to do. He's going to cut inside and, you know, look for that final ball. And it's working a treat so far. Yeah, the amount of times Wesley Hoot found him yesterday was ridiculous. And like I say, got a good understanding as well. He, he he knows where Martin is, but Martin's is hugging that touchline, isn't he? Um, just creating that space as well, um, opening up the, the, the pitch for Watford to make those attacks. And I, I think his pace is, is massive for us on that left-hand side. And when you looked over to the right-hand side, maybe, Joe, it wasn't the same really with Ken Semmer, was it? He hasn't got as much pace as Martins. He wasn't taking on his man and beating him as comfortably as Martin was and getting to the byline. For me yesterday, Ken struggled. And at the start of the podcast, um, a couple of weeks ago, start of the season, we all gave our players who were potentially going to struggle the most this season under Valerie Ismail, other than Daniel Batman that um, Cameron reminded me of yesterday. Ken Semmer would be the one who's maybe struggled a bit in this system for me. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I I think the criticism yesterday may be a little bit harsh because the um, for me, that left-back that Plymouth have got is probably in the top three left-backs in, in the league. Like, putting him there, I, I, you know, it, it was going to be tough. And I think Ishmael realised that quite quick um, because, obviously, he switched them over, didn't he? Uh, midway through the first half, and they they swapped sides. Oh, we might um, have lost Joe again. Oh no, we haven't. See you in a meter. You'll be back. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, still sorry. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, um, I can't remember what I was saying now. Oh yeah, the so um, they swapped um, Semmer and Martins over midway through the first half, didn't they? Um, because obviously Semmer wasn't getting much luck down that side. So putting him. Um, on the on the left, he had a bit more, um, yeah, he had a bit more luck, didn't he, in the first half? And, and and Martins didn't really do as well when he was switched over, which I think is why he was he, he was put back in the second half. So, yeah, I I do think you're right, though. I do think he is going to struggle more than he is going to do well, though, this year, Ken. Unfortunately, um, but I hope he's still part of the squad. He'll be a good, like we said at the beginning of the season when we did the first podcast, he'll be a good last 20-minute player, but I don't think he's going to last too much, too many games all, all 90 minutes, is he? Uh, I think he'll be a good impact player off the bench. Um, Cam, where do you maybe see Ken, Ken Semmer fitting into his Watford team? Because um, Chapter Vedeski, um, he, he's obviously coming back up to full fitness. Um, we've got Tom in to return as well. Do you actually see a spot for in this side for Ken Semmer at the moment? The or, problem or is the, week's time? the problem we got is Valerian Ishmael clearly wants uh, inverted wingers. He wants a left footer on the right, and Ken's about as left footed as you get, really. So, you know, when when he's on that right side, we're finding it very very easy to get to the byline. And you need a bit of sort of mobility. You need to shift it onto your strong foot or you need to use your weak foot and you need to find another player. Ken just can't do that. I I don't think he suits it at all. I think he'd be much more fitted to playing in that left-back role 
if you know Jamal Lewis and James Morris aren't available. But also, like Joe said, uh, we he'd be helpful as a last twenty minute player because he will he will give his all and he will work hard and he he's got you know good defensive attributes. There's a place for him, but I, I don't think he should be a starter anymore, especially after what we saw from his competition yesterday. Yeah, let's talk about his competition. I, I didn't mention him there when I was reeling off for, for right-hand players in, in this side, but Yasser Espria came on and played on that right-hand side. And Jesus, he, he had the point to prove it seemed like yesterday and we missed him. Um, but the range of his passes, like how he can pick a pass out that no one else really in the team can do apart from in-round loser, you just instantly be like, oh, we've missed you. Like the ball where he slipped it through the defenders and Bio ran onto the end of it. Like I know the, the finish was poor, but the range of passing and Yasus, what is he, 18, 19 still? He's so inexperienced, but the range of passing he's got and, and the touch as well. The amount of times he, he pulled a ball out of the sky and just killed it with his first touch was unreal. And he's just got a zero sense of gravity as well. He, he can just glide past people. Um, Joe, what do you reckon about Yasser Espria? Fantastic cameo uh, um, appearance for him yesterday. Would you maybe put him in contention for maybe Stoke away next weekend or is that a bit too soon? Um, no, I, I definitely would, um, to be honest. I thought he did very well when he came on. He looked very lively. Like you said, he had a point to prove, didn't he? There's been a lot of speculation about him in the um, in the news this week about a move away. Um, he, he came in and did he did what he, his job was and he created a lot, a lot of opportunities. Obviously, you mentioned the, the chance that he put through for Bio, which was put wide. Um, disappointed that Bio didn't do better with that, which would have been a superb assist that he scored um and there was obviously glimpses there was other glimpses of like you say skill um the way he moved the ball how quick he moved the ball it was just it was very impressive him and martin it, that cameo appearance and martin's performance just they were my two two favorites yeah he is one of the positives out of yesterday as well cam wasn't he and i think him linking up with andrews on the right hand side was exciting as well andrews was coming over on the overlap a few times as well. Um, but I, he, he just linked up well with everyone, even with Imran Loser. Where would you maybe play Yasser as, in the starting lineup? Do you think that right-hand side's probably the role for him? Because he looked very effective yesterday. Or would you maybe look him maybe um, in a forward midfield role? No, I think he's perfect for that right-wing position. The way he can sort of cut in. You don't know which way he's going to go. He, he can go inside or outside. Um, yeah, as you said, the link up with Ryan Andrews making those overlapping and underlapping runs, he you know found him every time. Um, if he can score more goals like the one at Huddersfield against Huddersfield as well, then that right wing spot is his center mid. Um, yeah, he can play there, but would you put him and loser in there together? That's quite lightweight. I'd, I'd probably say no, so I'd put him on the wing. Yeah, I think the right-hand side is definitely the, the place for me as well. Um, he just looked fantastic over there. And I, I think he, that could be his own position this year. Um, I, I don't... Well, we saw it yesterday, uh, around the 60th minute mark, um, Valerie Ishmael made four substitutions. So we, we're going to see a lot of rotation. We know that um, 
Valerie Ishmael did this a, a lot at Barnsley, but I don't think he did four substitutions. I don't think it was a rule back then that you could have more than three subs um, at, at one time. But for me to see yesterday, it was 60th minute on a gap with the clock. We made those four changes and it was all positive. He, he was attacking um the game he wanted to get those three points to Watford um it was um Sirielta came off Tom Deli Bashery came off Sema came off Martins came on um Livermore came on Kone came on uh Chap Viteski came on and also Yasso Spria very attacking substitutions um was that a indication that Valerie Ishmael He's going to attack this league and he's going to um, try and get those three points instead of sitting on it and hope for the best and maybe change it in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I was very, I've got to be honest, I was very surprised to see four subs all all, all come, come on at once yesterday. I, I thought he would have done it in, in stages yesterday. Um, I thought Chad Fikatsi was was all right when he came on didn't there wasn't too many balls to be honest that went down that side were there when he came on it was all coming to a spreer um and obviously he impressed when he came on um Kone as well his range of passing I thought he picked up the ball a few times there was a great book uh, a pass where he he picked up the ball uh, just inside um our half and he put it out wide to um a spreer and he picked it up and drove forward with it I think it was a chance where Andrews um had that shot saved by the keeper at the uh, at the near post, uh, which was just unlucky. So that was that was um, good. But um, I've got to be honest, Jake Livermore yesterday, I, I I didn't get it. I was a bit surprised when he came on, and I think he only had like a dozen touches yesterday in the end. I don't think he touched the ball too many times, did he? He wasn't really involved too much. He, movement wasn't really great for me, but hopefully. With match fitness, he he may get better. I don't know what you guys thought of him yesterday. Can yeah, I um, open this up for Cam because I thought I think Cam thinks completely different to you, um, which is interesting. Yeah, I do. First, of all, I do want to talk about those subs because we are going to see that a lot. He did it against QPR when we were sort of you know losing control of the game, and we regained it immediately after that triple change. Um, yeah, it's an intense style, and we're gonna have to change a lot because players will get tired but uh yeah Livermore I I know what you mean about you know the lack of movement he's not that kind of player I thought he looked quite solid though and his range of passing did surprise me a little bit you know that it was like there were I think there were about five or six Etienne Capoos on the pitch yesterday because the the diagonal balls were just phenomenal but Jake Livermore, he he did contribute to that, and credit to him, I, I think he he didn't look out of place. Yeah, and uh, I, I was watching it, and I thought I, I didn't like the substitution, but then I also heard that maybe Sirielta picked up a bit of a knock as well, because just before the substitution, Sirielta went over to the touchline and was talking to Valerie Ishmael. So I think he maybe gave the indication that he had a bit of a knock and wanted to come off, and that's why he came on. I don't think he was initially going to bring on Livermore at that point, but I'm with Cam. I thought, I thought Livermore did all right. Um, and if anything, I thought he was maybe a bit better than Sirielta yesterday. I think he offered a little bit more. Um, I know he wouldn't drop in to 
the back line when we was defending like Sirielta was, but I, I just thought the range of passing was there. Um, he was just that experienced head. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it wasn't too bad. I want to talk now about Wesley Hoot. And Joe, I, I was really impressed with Wesley Hoot yesterday. And it, it was a number of things for me. It was his range of passing, the, the quickness of the tempo that he was keeping, the accuracy of his passing, but also his overall defending as well. He was fantastic as a defender yesterday. He, it, it was like the complete performance for me. Um, what, what did you think of Wesley's um, performance? Yeah, I totally agree. Aerially, he was phenomenal yesterday. All the balls that were coming forward, he was getting his head on every ball. Like you say, his range of passing was superb. Um, he was picking up each... Every time the ball was being passed down that side, he was getting getting it straight away, wasn't he? He was passing it, he was getting rid of it. Deli Bashiru, uh, Morris, whoever was there closest to him, it was, it was brilliant. And... Um, yeah, he was definitely. I think overall, if you're gonna, as they gave him man of the match, I think that was probably the right decision. I, I, I did think he was absolutely brilliant. Yes. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. And Cam, what do you want to say about Wesley Hoot? Because he impressed so many people yesterday. I don't know, don't know if I heard an announcement yesterday at Vickers Droid about being a man of the match or anything, but he, he definitely would have been mine. Yeah, they didn't even bother to do a man of the match poll on Twitter, to my knowledge, unless I missed it. Um, they didn't. They it, did announce him. They said that the man of the match was Wesley. Yeah, Hoot, yeah, it was just that inclusive. Um, he's going to be useful. I mean, on the ball, he's one of the better players in this league. Technically, uh, do have question marks about him off it, but he was fl nearly flawless against Plymouth. That link up down the left hand side with Martins, he's going to be such a useful out ball for us. Definitely. Um, Scott Michael says Hoop was the best man on the pitch. I totally agree. I think he was head and shoulders above everyone else yesterday, um, defensively. Why, anyway? Um, I want to talk about his partner now, um, Joe. Uh, Ryan Porteous maybe gone under the radar um, because of how good Hoot was yesterday, but Porteous had a very good game. And if it wasn't for Ryan Porteous, Watford probably could have been 1-0 down in that first half um, due to the distribution of um, Daniel Batman. Um, how good of a recovery was that from Ryan Porteous to stop it from going in? I think he, he, he came yeah. back with a recovery challenge and then he slid in again to get it away. So it was like a double whammy for him. But yeah. that, that was fantastic from Ryan Porteous. Yeah, it was superb. Um, I thought he, he, again, was superb as always. Like he's just, when he's getting the ball, he's looking yeah, for a positive pass. It seems the ball's always moving forward. There, did, there doesn't seem to be too much sideway passing um, anymore. Um, but yeah, I thought that that double challenge, and he kind of knocked it with his head, didn't he, when he fell on the floor as well to to kind of nudge it forward, as, which was just brilliant. Yeah, I mean that was definitely the best part of the defensive display all round yesterday, um, which was lucky because. Batman in his distribution yesterday was just absolutely atrocious, wasn't it? I mean, I'll, I'll still back him and, you know, give him give him a chance and, and stuff. But goodness me, he made, made us nervous yesterday. A couple, well, a few times, didn't he? It was three in, in the end. 
Yeah, I wanted to start with the positives, and that's why I didn't go into the negatives straight away. So we've dedicated half an hour to positives from yesterday's performances. And now I'm going to come to you, Cameron, about the negatives. Um, Joe's touched upon it a little bit there. Um, obviously, it, it's Daniel Batman. Um, it's his kicking, isn't it? It's just there was two or three occasions yesterday. There was... I think one in the first half with Ryan Porters, and then I think there was at least two in the second half. And one of them was he was caught so far out of goal. And if it fell to a, a decent, a better player, they would have lobbed it over Daniel Batman and it would have been 1 0 Plymouth for a goal. But these things are going to keep on coming, isn't it, Cam? Because he's obviously he's been told to play the way he is. He's just not comfortable doing it. And it, it, the world can see it. Yeah, we're becoming the Daniel Backman show at this point because we talk about him every single week. But no, um, I saw a quote from Ishmael saying any mistake Daniel Backman makes, blame the manager, the one who's asking him to play that way. And yeah, I am a little bit inclined to agree. I, I think any keeper at this level would struggle to play essentially as a centre-back when we got the ball. Having said that, though, I also think there are 23 better keepers with the ball in this league. Um, so, yeah, I can't get my head... I mean, if you're Ben Manga, I said it last week, if you're Ben Manga watching that, you're thinking, what's going to hurt us in the future? And you'd, you'd immediately say it's goalkeeper and we could do with a new one just to push him, but it doesn't look like we're going to get one. No, and I, and I do feel terribly so bad for Daniel Batman. He's, he's, he's right in the limelight, isn't he? he? He's the newly appointed club captain. He's playing the goalkeeper role where it's so advanced. He's almost on the halfway line at times. And he's being asked to play this way. And he's, it's, it's obvious to everyone that he, he's, he's not comfortable with the ball at his feet. And he's getting caught in this possession all the time. Do you reckon, Joe, that Gino Pozzo, Scott Duxbury and Ben Manga are sitting in the director's box going, why did we give him five years? Yeah, I mean, that did cross my mind yesterday. I did make the comment and go, how the heck has he got five years? I mean, they, someone must be scratching their heads at thinking, how did this how did this happen? But there were, I don't know if you saw yesterday, there was, I think, I can't remember whether... It was an off Plymouth offside, or there was a foul that was um, committed. But Batman went to put the ball down and take it quickly, and he's like proper, like arms waving and whatever, uh, going nuts, shouting at the referee to get get the Plymouth player out of the way. And he kind of like went to take the free kick and kind of ran past it a little bit, like wanting to go and get in the referee's face. And this is my whole point about goalkeepers being captains because they want to say something to the referee. But obviously, where they're meant to be in goal, they can't come up and, and do that. And it, it kind of, it was his kind of hothead moment yesterday for me. Um, but yeah, I, listen, I, I do hope things change and I do hope he does improve. But it, and, and again, you know, we've got to look at a positive. We kept another clean sheet at home and, he, you know, he didn't concede yesterday. So I take that as a positive And yeah, let's just hope that things do improve. As we are as a team, hopefully he will improve as well. And yeah. <laughs> sorry, 
I've got something to add because he did make a fantastic save early in the second half. You know, uh, we gave the ball away and they sort of they were through one on one, and he, you know, he smothered oh, yeah. it. He made himself big, kept it nil nil, and that's what Dan is good at. He's one of the better keepers in the league at that. Um, it's just the way he's been asked to play makes it hard for him. But other than that, you know, he's a he's a good keeper. There is some in there. Definitely. I was just going to bring it up as well. As much as we're highlighting how bad he was with his kicking yesterday and he could have cost us as well, also saved us on a couple of occasions. Um, that save you're talking about there in the second half, it was it was fantastic from Daniel Batman. And that's the Daniel Batman that we all know how well he is at it. the shot stopping is is up there and with the better keepers in this division it's just when the ball's at his feet it's when he struggles but yeah um we've, we've got to give him credit for what he um produced yesterday by stopping the ball going in the back of the net but i do think we are going to be talking at some point about a daniel batman error from kicking i think it's just inevitable for it to happen um but hopefully it won't end up costing us because we do look decent going forward. It's just having that maybe proper number nine in, in the penalty box. Um, so we'll probably stop talking about the game yesterday. I think we covered everything. Um, but Watford are actually, um, after the game, Adam Leventhal announced that Watford are still working on a deal to bring in a, um, a number nine. Um, sorry, Cabra is the got one one of the guys being linked with the move to Watford, um, the former Cardiff City loanee. But there's also a, a, another gentleman, and he um, comes under the name of Shema uh, Nicholson. Um, he is a Jamaican international. He scored um, ten goals in 33 appearances for him, um, and he's currently playing at Spartan Moscow. Um, I don't claim to know absolutely anything about him and I've been super busy today so I've not even looked into him a little bit. I haven't seen any goals of him but looking at the, the frame of him, um, he's a six foot four striker. So he's totally different to what we've got in his side. Um, Cam, is, is, is that obviously that position Watford's trying to fill it, it, it's to be different to what we've actually got, isn't it? Because we've got Healy, who's quite small. Um, we've got Bio, who's different as well. But we haven't got that big striker who's got that big frame and can put his body about. Mm. This is obviously the type of striker Watford are trying to bring in. And I think Sorry Cab is probably the same kind of style of him as well. Yeah, and if you watch Bio yesterday, he is always in the right place, but he doesn't necessarily have the physical strength to, you know, occupy a pair of centre-backs. So, yeah, we will be much, much more effective if there is someone who can get on the end of, you know, all those cutbacks and crosses. Um, six foot four, yep, perfect. He'll, he'll, he'll score a few, I reckon. Don't know anything about him, but interestingly, he was replaced by Bio when he left Shawa, who he was quite prolific for. Bio is connected to everyone, isn't he? Yeah. Connected to um, Reese Healy as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Joe, do, do you claim to know much about um, the Jamaican no. international um, Nicholson? No, unfortunately not. I don't really know. I, when I saw the name, I, I'll be honest, I did go who. 
Um, but you know, if if he's he, he sounds like he does score a lot of goals, and like Cam just said, six foot four, he's he's got the frame, he's got the height, he's got the build, so he's he's, he's going to fit that, um, fill that position um, that, that we need filling. So yeah, you know, like we do every player, get him in this if if he's coming, and let's get get behind him, and hopefully he'll uh, he'll have twenty goals come May. Well, let's hope so. We definitely need a striker ASAP after yesterday's um, watching. Um, obviously, Bio, he's got two goals to his name this season, but he, he done better yesterday. He had a good chance with uh, a cross into a box by um, uh, was it Martins in the first half, and he had a volley that just went narrowly wide of, a, of the post. But that one and one charge cam was just. I had nightmares about that last night. He has to do better. He actually went to the keeper's side where the keeper was covering the most. I'm surprised he he went it that way. But there was so much more of a gap to the uh, the left of the keeper. But he he went to do the right of the keeper, and for me, he just took the wrong option. It was a very tired effort, wasn't it? He'd um normally any striker there, you take a touch, you set yourself, and you um. You lob the keeper or you slide it past him. He he snatched at that. And yeah, uh, thing with Bio, he he will score goals, obviously, because he'll always be in the right place and we will find him the way we're creating chances. He needs two or three a game to, to score one goal. And that's where an upgrade, you know, there, there could be a lot of value in that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm surprised as well, um, Joe. We're, we're talking about how maybe tired Vacuum Byers was towards the end of the game yesterday. But we didn't actually see Reese Healy enter the field. Um, I'm surprised. Like I would have thought his pace, I, I would have fancied Healy onto that more than Bio, that one on one, because of the clips we've seen of him in the Toulouse shirt where he would be finishing. Um, but were you surprised that we haven't seen uh, Reese Healy yet? All he's had is uh, 10, 15 minutes off the bench away at Stevenage. Yeah, I was really shocked, if I'm honest. I was, I, I, I thought he'd be that fifth sub yesterday. I did think that Bayer was really looking tired come like the 75th minute. So, yeah, it was disappointing that we didn't get to him come on. But, you know, I've seen a lot of comments knocking around on Twitter and that where people are saying that he, he's not, is the, the manager's not really got much faith in him and that don't expect to see too much of him this season, a lot of negativity. But I hope we do see him. I'm really excited and looking forward to seeing him after seeing all them goals he banged in for Toulouse. So, yeah, hopefully it won't be too long before we see him in a Watford shirt. Hopefully not. Well, we've got a game coming up next Saturday away at Stoke City. Um, Stoke actually lost 2-0 away to Ipswich Town yesterday and they've started the championship season fantastically. Ipswich, uh, one of two teams that have a 100% record at the moment. I've actually backed them to finish in the playoffs this season. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they get on this season under Kieran McKenna. But um, Stoke City, Cameron, we're going to do a preview during the week. Um, but just quickly, Stoke, completely different kettle of fish to what Plymouth go are brought in a lot of players, lots of good players. Um, they've got a decent manager in Alex Neal, where he's been there uh, a season now, so he's fully implementing his style across to the players. Do you think this is going to be a tougher um, proposition than Plymouth? I think it will be tougher in the aspect that they will get at us a lot more. 
they're I've backed them to do quite well. I, I might regret that after some of the stuff I've seen. But they do have forwards that can hurt us, like you know, Wesley. Obviously, I mean, he's bound to score. I'm I'm gonna put money on that. Um Tyrese Campbell, he's one of the better players in this league. So they can hurt us, and we showed we're not completely invulnerable at the back. Uh it's going forward, I think we can have a lot of joy against Stoke, more so than we did against Plymouth. The a few of the goals they've conceded have been pretty comical. Stoke. I mean, if you watch the highlights of that Ipswich game, I, I don't know what they're doing. The, 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 the goal for the, the second goal for Ipswich, he had to freedom of Portman Road. Yeah. There's no one around him. I was like, what on earth? I was, I was expecting a defender to come into a frame just when he <laughs> he put the ball into the back of the net. But there was still no one on the scene. It, it was it was shocking. And hopefully they'll be that open next week when we go to um, the Britannia. Um, Joe, do you think this style of play for Watford that Valerie Ishmael's implemented is going to be as effective away from home um, as it has been at home so far? Do you think maybe we can maybe exploit teams maybe more away from home because we're going to be maybe more on the counter where we'll um, move the ball quicker and get forward quicker? Yeah, I, I 100% do agree with that. Yeah, I think um, you are going to find that we're, we're quicker away, uh, better away from home, I think. Because um, we are going to be moving the ball quickly, and a lot of teams prefer to sit back, don't they, a little bit at home? And and Stoke are one of those. Actually, I think last year, I think you know, with that performance, we won four nil. We got in behind them so many times, and it was so easy. If they, I think they're probably going to be a little bit better than that. If I'm honest, it's the start of a new season. They've got new players as well, so it's not going to be as open, I don't think, as what it was last year. But I do think we'll get more more joy than we have done at home in terms of getting in behind teams and 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 stuff, and probably, hopefully, have a few more attempts on target uh, away from home as as to what we did on Saturday. So, hmm. any of you two going? No, no. not unfortunately. No. Nah. Same. Decided same to give happened. it a miss, unfortunately, as I've been the last few times we played them. So. I thought, yeah, fancied a bit better away August away day, but it wasn't to be. <laughs> You've been Stoke away before, Cam. Yep, yeah, I went last year when Billich's uh, first game. Oh, what, what, what a game. Um, I've only been there once, and that was when it was our first season in the Prem. So it was um, Troy Deeney and Alman Abdi both scored. Um, it was Troy's first goal in the Premier League. Um, Fantastic finish, but Alman Abdi as well. What a special player he was for Watford. Um, but yeah, and then with um, Stoke away, they've got that, uh, what was it, a harvester across the road, which is the, the away pub. It, it's strange how everyone goes in there. Um, but yeah, strange setup. But yeah, Stoke, wonderful club. Uh, but yeah, we'll um, wrap it up there. Um, so yeah, we'll be back midweek with a Stoke City preview. Um, I'm not too sure who's coming on for that one. Um, so we'll let you know during the week. But yeah, we've got a Stoke City fan lined up. Don't know if it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday yet, but so we'll keep you guys posted. Um, if you've liked this video, hit that like button uh, and also hit that subscribe button. We've been picking up so many new subscribers lately. So thank you, everyone who's doing that. It's really appreciated. Um, 
because we, yeah, we put a lot of um, time and work into this um, to make it good for you all to enjoy. So it, it's nice to see the rewards coming back by lots of new subscribers. So thank you very much for that. But yeah, like I say, we'll be back midweek for a Stoke City preview. Um, so yeah, stay safe, everyone. And come on, you horns. Network.